0: The No Clue Podcast, Episode 167. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike.
1: I'm Tyler. Welcome back.
0: A lot to get into.
1: Yeah, big things to get into. Yes. Um. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, we have to start with the um, with the NFL, and it's yes. not the conference championship games like we should have been coming in here and talking about
1: bigger fish to fry at this yes, point
0: well said where do you want to start
1: uh, brian flores is suing the entire nfl
2: and specifically, specifically three
1: yeah, teams the giants the dolphins and who's broncos? that one broncos the broncos I yeah i believe it is the broncos let me make sure, though. I think it is. Giant Dolphins, Broncos, yes. Uh, now, the texts, apparently, he includes texts from Bill Belichick that confirms that there's racism in the hiring process. Uh, do you know anything about the text? Have you seen anything so, about it? So,
0: you remember, it, it, like, the problem, the confusion is that Belichick, like, made a mistake in the text.
1: He says that or
0: so so Belichick texts him this is as far as I know, I don't have the text in front of me. I could be mistaken on like certain little things. But mm-hmm. as far as I saw it, Belichick texted him congratulations on the job before he went into the interview.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Turns out, oh shit, I made a mistake. They're giving the job to the other Brian, Dable. Yeah. Problem is the timeline. If he's texting that before the meeting, then the interview is a sham. Mm, because right. the decision was made before Brian Flores even interviewed. Right. That's that's where I'm I'm fairly certain is like where the exposure is.
1: Yeah. Uh, but man. Either either way, so yeah, so what you're saying is either way it's a problem because either There's some reason that Brian Flores already had it in the bag And they took it from him Or they had already hired another coach And just was interviewing Brian Flores for nothing
0: For the rule Right Gotcha
1: Okay I don't
0: know man Like seeing
1: this this... That's just the Giants though Right. right? Right Okay
0: My initial I gotta be honest When I saw this I was like like, I was like, like you know, I, I figured it would be just specific issues he had. Yeah. And then when I read into it, I'm like.
1: Oh, it's wow. apparently a class action suit.
0: One of the best coaches in the league, one of the best up and coming coaches in the league, essentially is throwing away his career to do this. Yes. And I love that. I respect the hell out of him for it. Mhm. It's just really frustrating because not only does he deserve a job, but this is a topic that deserves to be brought up. Yes. So I uh, I'm I mean, I don't know, man. I, what do you think?
1: <sighs> I've had issues with the racism in the Giants organization for probably nine years now I would say um, so unfortunately that that situation didn't really hit me that hard uh, but this is to me speaks with a larger NFL problem right and this is where it's, the power structure in the NFL is so off it creates situations where this can be possible and we don't see that in really any other sport and that's why the nfl has become as out of hand as it is it's just the power structure is just so out of control at this point like I, i don't know man i'm not surprised but this is very very important because we've seen, what is it, three black coaches got fired this offseason yep. so far? Yep. And none of them have jobs? Nope. And all of them have head coaching experience? All of them. Right? You and know it, what's it, frustrating? What? Go ahead.
0: The frustrating thing for me is that the, the people mainly responsible, the owners, yeah. are the only group of individuals who can't be held responsible for like their actions exactly and it's not that they can't be like we we this conversation has happened yeah to me to me if you follow coaching in the nfl you you've noticed this
1: if you follow the nfl period right you notice this
0: yeah um and to me like it's just it's bizarre that the owners are just basically entitled to act however they want
1: Right. And that, and that is where my power structure point was going. It's just, you know, I, I compare a lot of football stuff to the NBA because I know the NBA well. And when I see the, these microcosms that can transcend over the sports, it's like you never hear where there's like a head coach who wants other coaches to join his team. And like it's his decision in the NFL, just yeah. very, very rarely. I mean, Belichick has that power. Yeah, there's a few. A other, there's
0: huh? a couple. There's a couple who get that luxury, but it's very rare.
1: Very rare. Maybe two or three a year.
0: I think uh, Seattle Pete Carroll had that. I don't yeah, know if he does yeah, it now, he has- but he did for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And McVeigh, I think McVeigh more or less has that. He now.
0: indirectly definitely has
1: some say. Yeah. But after that, it's, it gets real thin there. In the NBA, we can name probably 15 off the top of our head that have free reign of who they hire on their staff. Yep. Nash has never coached basketball and hired a full staff of his teammates and ex-coaches. Like, easily.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> if we see, I mean, Flores can't even get a job, and he was a good... Of you know, good coach, um, Anthony Lynn, right? Is that his name, Anthony Lynn?
0: Yeah, from the Chargers.
1: Yeah, he had he's had a good career so far, better than a lot of other coaches, and we see how that is. Obviously, the Eric Bieniemy thing. I'm not sure if Eric Bieniemy wants a head yeah. coaching job.
0: Yeah, he's not as much of a focal point. But like, I texted you earlier, and I only remember this because I was reading the details from. Things that are, were said in the lawsuit. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, yeah. In, insane. Raw insane. Raw deal
1: after raw deal
0: after raw deal. I mean, he dominates with Peyton Manning. He He's awful without him, which any coach would have been.
1: Yeah.
2: He Especially doesn't get a sudden, second
0: year?
1: A sudden thing like that, yeah.
0: He doesn't get a second year? No. I look all around the league uh, Zach Taylor got to be awful for two years yeah he's in the Super Bowl right now yeah I, I just that's bizarre and then he goes and turns around the Lions I mean how many people could do that makes the I Lions a winning a serious team mm-hmm. three years done three years and the Lions by the way have been pathetic ever since
1: yeah 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 This is um This is a This is a bigger thing man And you know We haven't talked about Kaepernick in a long time But Honestly the This is what he was talking about man He Kaepernick His People mistake that his Like his rebellion was only Against America like they think it was like only, only against police. The yeah. Yeah. Only against police and only against, you know, obviously it wasn't, we know it wasn't against military, but some people think, oh, it was just against the United States.
2: Right.
1: His bigger fight was with the NFL. That was the real fight. And the, after he did it, it was a nonstop clash between the NFL and basically power structure at the end of the day. The fact that the NFL can come together. And blackball someone completely out of the league Whether it's a coach, whether it's a player Staff, commentator, referee I mean, official They can come together and completely blackball somebody like a cult It's just, it's bizarre And And I hope that this I hope that this lawsuit makes a change in that At least opens people's eyes to say you know, there's a problem here. Yes. A serious problem. And obviously, I don't know if it will, but the first change that needs to happen is more ownership. More
0: ownership accountability on ownership. Yeah. That yeah. That's where I'm like, dude, like, okay, you add a rule to, to, you know, at least get the people in the door. Yeah. But you leave alone the source of the issue. Yes the people who are the source of these problems they're refusing to do anything differently right and again like it's such a minimal change to add a rule to force them to have a conversation basically yeah because and to say that the rule has been a success is is bs to be honest absolutely and this just shows that because Brian Flores I can't there's no real NFL fan who can definitively give you 1015 coaches better than Brian Flores. I agree. And he's an it's afterthought. Fact. He's an afterthought. Coordinators who who like who their the the area of the field that they the area of the team they coordinate sucks, yeah. they get jobs. Yeah. Uh co- college coaches who have losing records
1: get head they, coaching they get jobs, jobs in the
0: The the Arizona guy. Yeah. I mean, Again, you're looking at a guy who just failed in college And you pick him But a guy who just, again Lifted a bad organization out of purgatory yep. Was moving the organization in the right direction Difference of opinion? Yeah That's yeah. just
1: sad It's sad we, we get guys who are just Like I texted you earlier Just wide receiver coaches Get head coaching jobs Special teams coaches. Special teams like, coaches huh? get head coaching jobs. That
0: that's like the, that's like hiring. Let's say the Suns had a great year last year. Like the yeah. the point guard
1: coach. <laughs> Earl, you uh, know that was Earl Watson. He was the head coach. Who's that's like a, like the Celtics hiring Evan Turner just because he was there for a year when they were a little bit better than that's normal. what i'm
0: saying it doesn't make any sense yeah. it doesn't make any sense like again the resume is being limited by what we're talking about yep because like we said the white dudes come in with much sadder much worse resumes and there you go congratulations you got the job
1: <laughs> yeah man it's, it- it's
0: so frustrating
1: And, you know, one thing I mentioned earlier was there's a weird... I mean, there's no hierarchy with the hiring process when it comes to staff in the NFL, where you have someone who is a head coach is now just a kicking coach, and then someone who's a, like we said, wide receiver, special teams coach can be a head coach. And there's no, like, a... There's no promotion. It's like everyone is here, and then... You get one promotion, and now you're head coach. You know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, um, wide receiver coach, special teams coach, all of them are equals. Unless they're black, apparently.
0: You know what's funny is uh, there's one exception, and that was the old Bengals coach, Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Marvin Lewis got to stick around and be, like, mediocre when they had a top seed lose playoff games when they were one of the best teams like just be disappointing as throughout the whole season when they had a good (laughs) roster for i mean like almost two decades
1: yeah they were competitive but they just were not winners
0: they were disappointing every year yep and he got like 17 years to be disappointing yeah brian flores can't get three (laughs) or even one brian flores can't get one forget three Jim Caldwell can't get two. yep i it's just nonsense. it's it's ridiculous
1: and and back real quick back to the point I made about teams having power. you think Mike Tomlin can hire a full black staff if he wanted to? Maybe. I doubt it.
0: Maybe Tom I, but Tomlin is an exception like.
1: He give is me somebody
0: else. Give me like, give me somebody who hasn't had the 10 years. There's no that...
1: other black coaches. <laughs> I can't yeah, give boy. you another example. I'm talking about coaches right now. That's true. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. That's the problem. You know, the
0: Tomlin, like Tomlin's resume is impeccable in the organization. Like they're very loyal to their coaches in general. Yeah. Um, But again, like, it's just the resume is not applied equally in all situations.
1: It's not. It's not at
0: all. And we don't have a criteria for what the, like, why the resume is being considered an afterthought. No, we don't. I mean, think about it. The, all the excuses we're getting from these owners and these teams is that, like, Brian Flores is too intense or, or, like, too. Committed? Like, think about that. Too intense?
1: For a football team, you're too intense. For
0: fo- Who was the last coach the Giants had success with? Tom uh, Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, yeah. Who the fuck is more intense than Tom Coughlin? Nobody. Bro, even back then, I was constantly reading articles about the Giants on a yearly basis of ownership having to meet with him to like, yo, relax, you're a little too much.
1: Yeah. Didn't him and... I want to say him and Shockey got into it a few times. Maybe. I'm not not trying to
0: reach too far back (laughs) in the memory, but (laughs) like you look at the Giants' history, Tom Coughlin I saw, and the other coach that was obviously before my time, Bill Parcells, who anything I read about him is one of the most intense coaches ever.
1: He was, yeah. He was.
0: So you're literally... you're literally ignoring the only blueprint you've had for success. Yeah. But it's not, it's not about color. There's right. nothing to do with color, really?
1: Uh, Parcells even came to Dallas for a second and made them competitive. That's right. Like, the, immediately turned immediately. them immediately. into dogs. The, and
0: the, the concept of, like, too intense. It's crazy. What a fucking. Idiot. Okay, so either, okay, if you're not racist, then you're just a. Awful organization.
1: <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, pick one.
0: Right. It's yeah. Ridiculous. And speaking of awful organization, the racism mm-hmm. has gone, has exposed an even another awful problem. What's that? That tanking in the NFL is fucking blatant.
1: It is. It is.
0: <laughs> that that to me. That to me, the, not only is like the racism is in itself is awful,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
0: exposing other areas of the game where the integrity is called into question.
2: Yeah. You,
1: you know, I, I think that owners, managers, whatever they are called now, I think they should get like almost terms to be like reassessed by the the other parts of the franchise after maybe five years like you can you can keep the ownership but after five years you need to like get an assessment and either keep the team either people vote you keep the team or you gotta sell the team
0: and it, it could be like Goodell and you know whoever he decides is let's say a, a panel of however many people who assess the organizational decisions over the five years
1: yeah, or or it could be X, like a, a strong ex alumni kinda like you know, like um you know, like almost a players association kind of thing of those guys, maybe all of their retired jersey guys, all of their Hall of Famers like that. from that specific franchise. Like the real people who care about the franchise should be able to give an assessment or something after every five years. Because it's just crazy. These owners keep teams for twenty five years and never do whatever they shake want. Shake anything up in the franchise.
0: They do whatever they want. A lot of them don't even like take the team seriously. They don't. And and it's yeah. it's showing. I mean, again, incentivizing Flores to lose. That's yeah. insane. It, trying to finesse him. To meet with a quarterback when you're not supposed to. Yeah. And and when he when he prioritizes his integrity over what the owner wants, difference of opinion.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Again, if if the only direction for a solution is owner accountability.
1: And tanking in the NFL is so egregious and it is bad because You lose life of these guys. I know. Like, You tanking doesn't stop them from getting concussions every game. It doesn't stop them from getting wear and tear on their body. It doesn't stop them from getting hurt in these games. Just because you're not winning the games. These guys are still putting miles on their bodies. And you're doing that just for what? For L's? Just for another person to come in and take their spot? That's just crazy. (coughs) You think about that. That's almost like... That's almost like sending uh, kamikazes out in war. Like, just to lose because, yep. you know, later when the um, opposing, you know, the enemy gets to this line, we're going to tear them up. But yeah. we're going to send out our first 40 guys to just die at the in the front of the line. Like it's terrible. It's different. Like I said, it's different from the NBA where we have guys who are developing, getting better. Uh, Everyone has turns to sit out in the NBA like for nothing. Oh, I broke, you know, my toe hurts. I'm sitting out the next six games. They do it all the time. And obviously, as fans, we don't like it, but we understand the holding off the wear and tear of these players for 80 games, right? And they're not even playing the same kind of contact sport as NFL, right? So,
0: yeah, this man, is it's disappointing. You know what it is? Again, it's owners. You look at the process; it's laziness. It's the the lack of desire to like work hard to do your job. Yeah, because rather than trying to build a team, you know, build a culture, you're just gonna lose until you get the talent that you, you know, the best talent you could get.
2: Right.
1: Yep. Uh, and the Broncos allegation—did you read that one too?
0: Yeah, some about the the Elway coming in like drunk or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> coming to the meeting kind of inebriated. I believe was the word they used.
1: Yeah, and that uh, he had already done the other interviews sober, and like he was already he had already picked. Flores believes that he had no intention of actually considering him he just came to not be I mean, fine.
0: That couldn't be it. again again you just have to look at coaching. Think about who they decided on. They decided on an offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Look at where they are now.
0: Yeah my god dude it's and it's they're they're like their denial of it is so pathetic yeah it is it's just pathetic it's just like oh like that's not true i mean he's exposing you though it's he didn't just say like oh this is how it is this is true
1: the stuff that he is saying almost really it really can't be um Like, they really can't deny it. Like, how how can you deny... Without us us being there, they could just say, oh, yeah, he wasn't drunk, he was just sleepy. Like, okay, but still, he wasn't taking the interview serious, you know? There's really nothing they can say to clear up the fact that John Elway and CEO Joe Ellis and others showed up an hour late to the interview, first of all. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious they had drinking... They had been drinking heavily the night before. And it was clear from the substance of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rooney rule. I'm curious to know what um, uh, what questions they asked him. When they say because of the substance of the interview, I wonder what the substance was exactly. Right. Vic Fangio. I mean,
0: hey, John Elway can't get a quarterback right in Denver, so... He it, Dunl-
1: it hasn't done anything right in Denver. I know.
0: So to, to expect him to like get the right coaching hire, please.
1: Yeah, and Denver's Denver for sale now, isn't it? Huh? Denver's for sale now, isn't it? It might be. I'm, I'm pretty hundred percent sure. And what I read is there's a black billionaire that wants to buy it. So that'll be interesting. interesting given this, uh, given this lawsuit might be a layup for him. You might get it at a discount. So yeah. but the Giants, man. This is disgusting, man. It's been disgusting for quarterbacks, it's been disgusting for coaches since Tom Coughlin, who was a great coach for us. But since then, it's been Too all intense. garbage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach be more intense than Tom Coughlin, who looked, who was like 60, 70, he looked 90 the last like four or five years. Yeah, he did. And he still had the most intensity on the fucking roster. Yeah. Cheeks
1: are always red, face was always red. Yeah, yeah, always
0: pissed off. No matter how great the team is playing, he's pissed off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love Tom Coughlin though. He was, he was the man. He was the man. All right, moving on. Um, we're gonna get into Super Bowl talk next week. Uh, what else in football do we have to talk about? Anything?
0: Washington finally getting a real name.
1: <laughs> if that's what you consider a real name,
0: uh, I the commanders. I, I don't want to be too. Harsh, and I, I, I'm not gonna like get. There's not much to say about it. Yeah, but there's really one example that summarizes what a disgusting organization they are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's you know what they're doing to to push this new new logo, new team name. What they have the fucking nerve to sell uh, Sean Taylor jerseys like this this new commander. Style Sean Taylor jerseys.
1: That's just weird.
0: It's fucking disrespectful, is what it is to me.
1: Absolutely. It is.
0: You're just riding a historic player to, again, to just push a fucking product. That's you
1: disgusting. shouldn't need to do that at all. It's disgusting. Yeah. It is. And, it that's, and that's
0: why the, the backlash has been severe and
1: extreme. Yeah. And it will keep being extreme and severe. Beyond
0: just the fact that it's a corny fucking name, <laughs> which it is.
1: Yeah. It's, it actually doesn't sound any less racist to be honest. <laughs> if I'm going to be if I'm going to be real, Commander still sounds racist to me. <laughs> like it not blatantly but
0: uh, Yeah, they're you
2: know.
0: they're a whitehead coach away from just being just be I mean being the Giants two Right, yeah. Their only saving grace is that they hired uh Ron Rivera. Who's yeah. not who's at least a minority.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Um uh, let's talk about the all-star reserves in the NBA real
2: quick. Yes.
1: They have been announced as of right now while we're recording. Uh did we talked did we even talk about the starters? We didn't. We... No, I don't think we did. Um. Well, the starters that have been announced, at least, because we know Durant is probably not going to play. I think. Is anyone else hurt? Uh, may- maybe not. So the starters are off the dome. Giannis, KD, Embiid, DeRozan, Trey Young. In the East Yes Right?
0: I believe so, yes
1: And in the West Steph Ja, Wiggins LeBron And Jokic Any uh, Objections? Um As far as starters
0: As far as like the fact that they're starting Not really
1: Okay uh, okay, so the reserves for the East, Harden, uh, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Fred VanVleet, Jimmy Butler, Chris Milton, Darius Garland. And for the West, Luca, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Draymond Green, Karl-Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Any objections?
0: Okay, I haven't processed the West quite yet. No, no name, no missing name from the West is coming to mind off the top of my head.
1: I agree. Uh huh.
0: I I gave Van Fleet credit like two three weeks ago. Uh, he's had a better year than Lamelo Ball.
1: Uh, I think Lamelo and Miles Bridges have both had a better year than. <laughs> Fred VanVleet. I think VanVleet would be third between those three, but I think the one the thing is Ball and Bridges are both having a good year, and really no one else on the Raptors is having a good year other than VanVleet. That's that's a good point. I I guess that would be his only his main case, but if we're oh. talking about an All Star game. I don't know how you don't put Lamelo or Bridges there. I don't either one. I would be fine with either one, but based on what they what they've done against teams, both of them have been highlight reels. Both of them are guys you want to see in an All Star game. Don't you want to see what Bridges or Lamelo would do in an All Star game? Van Vliet. Yeah,
0: bro. That's yeah. that's the other thing. Like, if it's close. I don't give a shit if Van Vliet's stats are better. Yeah. Come on. The choice is obvious.
1: <laughs> right, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: I mean, hey, so, to be honest with you, Kuzma's playing in a co- better than a couple of names on this list.
1: <laughs> I I think um how do you feel about Garland over Jared Allen? I thought that was a I'm, I thought that was gonna be close too. I'm not mad at it. I think it. Jared Allen could could have made it over Van Vliet. No, I'm not mad
0: at it. I will say, I feel like Garland is getting like a really crazy amount of hype. I do too. I feel like just because like a couple guys, a couple of the league's like elder statesmen gave him a shout out or like met with him or talked to him. Yeah. That he's like the future of the league or some shit.
1: I'm not I'm not feeling all that. He's good, but
0: he's... He's, he's trained. He's like <laughs> Van Fleet. To me, he's a slightly... He's more
1: under control. Yeah, better shot taking, more yeah, under control. Not a, maybe yeah.
0: not quite as explosive from the perimeter, but... Takes better right. shots. But
1: yeah, he, I, and he's another one. I don't know if he's playing... I think his team is better, but I don't know if he's playing that much better than Ball or Bridges either, to be honest. I mean, I think yeah. his team is eating, but... And they're in Cleveland. I would have liked to see Jared Allen... Make the team over Van Vliet Still,
0: so. I'd rather
1: see two Cleveland guys than see Van Vliet there. Let's be honest. What is Chris Middleton doing here? I didn't know he was active. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just I wasn't watched go there because I was like, man, have I seen Chris Middleton play this year? That's so what I'm saying.
0: I just watched them destroy my Wizards. I yeah. either I didn't notice him or he wasn't playing.
1: Yeah. He's. (laughs) Those three names are are definitely the arguments here Garland, Van Vliet, and uh, Middleton. So, like I said, who did we name as the starters for the East? Huh?
0: Who did we name as the starters for the East? Go through them one more time because I think we
1: missed somebody. Trey Young, DeRozan, KB, Giannis, Embiid My bad. I didn't hear DeRozan the first time. Actually, I don't think I said Embiid the first time. Mm. But yeah.
2: He's on yeah, this I, one.
1: Yeah. So, those four, okay. I mean those five are they make sense as starters. Um This a really like
0: down year for the league's star power.
1: Is it? I I just thought more guys are emerging, no?
0: So many injuries.
1: Yeah. Cuz no, you think no,
0: I do think a lot of guys are getting a lot better, but like the, there's mm-hmm. guys on here that have, that have done the same thing, the team is just not as trash. Yeah. Like Carl Anthony Towns has done what he's doing now for years. Right. Like to yeah. me, Zach Levine has put up similar
1: numbers to what he does now. He was the All Star last year. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since he's been on Chicago. And DeRozan. I'm not sure if DeRozan was last year. But DeRozan's been, I think, really close to being an all-star starter other times too. But I'm not I don't remember if he has been. Um okay, so the West. Oh, and plus uh k d not gonna not gonna play. Mm. So that may open up a spot. Probably will be Jared Allen in that case, since they're there. Kyle Kuzma. Or the or Bridges. Just kidding. What'd you say?
0: Kyle Kuzma.
1: Just kidding. Uh, we we got to talk about them eventually.
0: Uh, we will. I'm sure they'll maybe do some, something drastic. Or we'll talk about the fact that they didn't do anything drastic. Right. Um, no, It. you know what, man? I, I get Steph and Morant starting. I get it. But just something about neither of Phoenix's backcourt players starting. Uh, it's it yeah. just like... It just irks me a little bit.
1: Steph, That's, I'm with you on that. It's I just, get it's that. It's the
0: fact that Steph and Morant have just been so insane.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, they're both, like, MVP candidates.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> Chris Paul... To me, there's no better point guard right now than Chris Paul. <sighs> yeah. uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: nah, I don't I, know. It's hard for me. I, I mean, like, full... Point guard.
1: Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, you're right about. It. There's no better point guard than Chris Paul, but the way <sighs> has just been going crazy, man. I <laughs> like it's really... I get,
0: it. like I said, I get it. It just bothers me because Phoenix is so far and away the best team. Yeah. Uh, but as long as they're both in the All Star game, then I'll take that.
1: It's again, it's similar to the Lamelo the and Bridges thing. They're together. They have each other. Yeah. There's probably no one else on Memphis's roster right now that will ever be an All-Star.
0: Or Luka. Same thing with Luka.
1: Yeah. Right? Who's,
0: you know, if Porzingis is playing, maybe, but he's barely playing.
1: Yeah. Now, having Draymond, Wiggins, and Steph should kind of lower the fact that, like, Steph's a starter, but they're in there because of Steph. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bridges and I mean, um, Booker and Paul are in there because of each other, but Seth is not in there because of Wiggins or Draymond, but they are both in there because of him, so it's kinda it's kinda tough. Uh any objections though as far as the people who made it there? On the reserves? Um And again Donovan won't oh well, he will be playing. He's coming back I think tomorrow. But, uh,
0: Honestly, no. I, I don't really have objections. Yeah, like I you said, nobody I the West, in the
1: West.
0: Nobody in the West comes to mind that's like really been a standout. That's like missing. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't noticed anybody like that.
1: <coughs> yeah, me either. I said before I think Dejounte Murray was an outside shot. He's averaging. His stats, his
0: stats are are worthy of all-star appearance
1: yeah and, and, if, and if
0: they were better i think that he would be in there
1: yeah yeah exactly the team sucks and these guys i say that and i don't really know who he would replace so to me
0: like the... if if uh if um phoenix was battling for the first spot instead of comfortably sitting in it yeah i'd have no problem taking off devin Booker
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: Or Chris Paul, no, because he's just been so elite. Yeah, but Booker is like they really haven't needed him to be you know explosive.
1: Yeah, he's just been okay, and yeah, and he's had big games, enough.
0: but he, again, they haven't really needed him to be an all star. Right, but it's it's a toss up. It's not like a big issue to me.
1: Right, even yeah, if the I, I agree, alarm. Booker's really barely outplayed Anthony Edwards to me this year if he has outplayed him at all but obviously, like you said, the record speaks for itself
0: I wish there was somebody that used to take Jason Tatum's spot
1: <laughs> Tatum's going to be healthy though, right? Uh, yeah Who, right now, only Durant is going to be missing, oh and LeBron so there will be another West player, because LeBron would be out so, it's a weird All Star
0: break to not see LeBron. I don't know. I don't know if there was ever an All Star break LeBron didn't play
1: in. Not seeing LeBron or KD is, is kind of crazy. The two best, you know, two best players in the league, yeah. <laughs> not in the All Star game. So, who who would you have replacing LeBron in the West? Anthony Edwards is not a bad name.
2: Okay.
0: They're finally they're finally a playoff. Potential team, yeah. Uh, I, I have no problem with crediting more than one of their guys because Edwards and Towns have kind of like set the tone for them.
2: Yeah, maybe mm-hmm.
0: even like the last month, I think deloading a lot of times has been all star caliber.
1: Yeah, me too. He's played really well. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does end up being Edwards or um, Edwards deloading, or and it's like Murray it's like
0: like Edwards if his stats are even close to to good enough it's a Mm -hmm. no brainer to me
1: yeah I think so too like
0: dude if there's anybody I want to see in the fucking all-star game it's Anthony Edwards
1: Anthony Edwards would mess around and like break the scoring record I know and you know (laughs) out of nowhere come out of nowhere and break the record um yeah, I'm looking at the teams. I can't think of anybody else. I don't think anyone else from Memphis makes it. You think they give Bane a nod?
0: No. I mean,
1: he, like, just his
0: production for what they ask has been all-star level. But not, not like, an actual all-star.
1: Right, yeah. He's been given all-star effort.
0: I'm yeah. sick of him. If I watch another fucking game and he can't miss, I'm going to be sick.
1: He was eating yesterday and talking trash to um, Randall. Hey, and him and, him and Brooks
0: have like gotten better off of each other. It's really tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, that's that with the All Stars.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> the dunk contest. We got. We got to do it. Let me pull up who it is again. Because I don't even remember. That's how excited I am for oh, it.
0: Cole fucking Anthony, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: Man, where is the announcement of who's in the dunk contest? I don't want to freestyle it and get it wrong. I definitely know... I know three of them. Who's the last one? It's Cole. Cole Anthony. Obi Toppin is back. Uh, Jalen Green. Oh. And Juan Toscano Anderson. The Dark Forest.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I, I gotta ask. Oh, I gotta man. ask. At this point, are we even watching the league? The people who make these, are we watching the fucking league? Or are we just like looking at like dunk amount stats?
1: Bro, I have I don't know how you even qualify to get in it because I don't think Cole Anthony has dunked more than like fifteen times this season. I don't think he's like going in getting three dunks a game or anything like that. I don't think (laughs) I know. Wantes Anderson is not getting more than just a two hand squeaker per game. Like he Bro, is...
0: I, I've never looked at his game and been like, damn, this guy is vertical. Whoa.
1: <laughs> he has three people that clearly outjump him on the <laughs> roster right now. Peyton, Wiggins, I think Poole outjumps him. I've seen Wiggins,
0: Poole. I'd put Wiggins in the dunk contest over the guys that are in there. No, no question.
1: Yeah, me too. I... Someone should have found out who was in there and just went and just got an easy one, like Aaron Gordon. I know could do every dunk he's already done and win this without. <laughs> Zach Lavine,
0: Zach else. Levine could bang uh, whatever knee he hurt and still get in there and get a dub.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the, Dennis Junior. This was his shot if oh, he's on a roster. This he's not his on chance. Portland. I don't know.
0: I feel like he's on Portland.
1: Maybe he's. I, he started the year there. I just didn't know if he was still there Maybe. I didn't like, I,
0: I told you, assume
1: I told you Jalen Sugg's one highlight dunk
0: w- made me more excited about his potential in a dunk contest than anything I've seen from Cole Anthony and we can include North Carolina in that
1: but it's it's disrespectful it's disrespectful that Juan Toscano Anderson saw that they you know got the email saying yo if you want to be in the dunk contest. Send us your highlight tape and he didn't forward it to Gary Payton and said, Nah, you got this. Like
0: who Yeah, bro, what are you doing? I mean,
1: we watched the games. Gary Payton has dunked on every team in the league. And he's, dunked on, he's
0: dunked on shot blocking bigs. Yeah. Well, any dunk Toscano Anderson has is like is like a quick quickness dunk.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: avoid the defense dunk or like a get it in the rim before I get blocked dunk
1: yeah yeah or a completely wide open alley-oop like the defense stops playing because they know you know it's about to be a highlight and he just drops it in yeah, yeah this is going to be terrible I mean hopefully Obi Toppin does something cool but I think he gave us his entire bag last year yeah so.
0: I don't know what he's going to do
1: <laughs> yeah, last just, year I think he did everything he can do.
0: They have to find. I think they're offering more money than before, but like that's that can't be the incentive. They have to find some type of incentive for these guys to participate.
1: These guys are so spoiled, man. It's just nothing. It's, no, you're right. You're right.
0: Some nothing. of it is on them. I I agree, but like I I want. You know how Levine and Gordon are like, you know, I, I've done it all. Like, I ran out of dunks or whatever. Yeah. I want that's what I want my dunk contest to be over the years.
1: See, but I, I thought maybe this was just a fever dream, but I thought we could have. I thought back in the day we voted like who was in the pool to be in the dunk contest. I thought you had to be voted like to qualify before. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. At one point, for some reason, I vaguely remember voting for somebody to, like... And then, out of the 20 names or something, then four of them got to be in it. Because it's just crazy to think we're going to see guys we've never actually seen dunk be in a dunk contest. This just doesn't make any sense. And Jalen Green, I'm excited to see him in it, but I just don't picture him winning a dunk contest. He's like 6'9".
0: And, of course... If he wins this one, I'm not gonna care.
1: No, I'm not gonna care either. No, no. I've seen like Terrence Ross versus uh, what was the guy's name who painted himself that year? Painted himself and then dunked over the painting. Man, what was his name?
0: Dude, I I don't know. I know it's you. Talking don't remember about.
1: that? He played for the I Jazz. Did. Uh.
0: jeremy evans no
1: jeremy evans that was it
2: right
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was exciting you know what i liked when they went from the stars started saying no and they started picking like bench warmers and randoms yeah but the difference is they were picking guys off of either internet hype or knowing guys who had bounce yeah. Guys that people still, at least like real league fans, still wanted to see in a contest.
1: Like I I would take watching Gerald Green in a dunk contest until he completely stops playing basketball. I would I take him in it right now. And he was never really a star of bro, a team.
0: Bro, Terrence Ross could get off the couch and give me a better dunk show than I'm sure these guys will. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. like, I mean, it has to be... The, these, there's no way, there's no way Cole Anthony was the first call. <laughs> Toscano
1: Anderson? I know
0: That's damn well, I know away, damn man. well they asked like half the fucking West. Half the West players that could dunk. Yeah. I mean, there had to, like, I would be on my hands and knees begging Morant, Ja, please, I'll do anything. Any promo, any like financial incentive, anything, please.
1: You know what? You know what the what part of the problem is? I think, and this may be a reach, but maybe Sprite gave a bigger incentive than AT and does for the dunk contest. Because mm. since it stopped being the Sprite Slam Dunk Contest, it's been trash ever since. Ever since it stopped being Sprite, it's been trash. So maybe there was something Sprite was putting into the pot that made it nicer, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't
0: think that's a reach. The results speak for themselves.
1: Yeah, because I think. Let me see when the. I'm going to look up when the last Sprite dunk contest was. Uh, (laughs) Because now I want to know for sure. Sprite dunk contest. I mean, bro. Oh, well, I even guess like, no one else looks at it like me because I can't find that.
0: Even even a guy like Okoro for the, the Cavs who's like a power dunker. Yeah. I'd still rather see him try to see what he could do in a contest than Toscano Anderson.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: It's just bizarre. Who the fuck? Who even like got... How many names did they have to go through... Before getting to Toscano Anderson, because if that conversation didn't happen with Wiggins and he said no, and then Gary Payton for some reason said no, that's the only Gary way I understand it. a clown
1: for saying no if he said no. Right, I, I can't imagine he would. But like you, like you said, this is it's people that we would actually want to see in it that are saying no apparently, or not answering the email or something. Like I said, how does even as a player, like come on, like you and I both know we don't have enough pride to say, uh, to compete in something we know where there's like three guys on the team better than us at it. So why would we compete in it? You know. Yeah. So that's the other thing that's kind of strange. See, I guess no one dives as deep as I am into it because. I don't see when it started being AT&T and stopped being Sprite. It doesn't say anywhere. It does yeah, not say weird. anywhere. Hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> there has to be a connection. It has to be some kind of... uh. Oh, yeah. AT&T, the sponsor for the dunk contest, will provide a $100,000 contribution for the three dunkers, Forty grand for the winner, Thirty grand for each runner-up, and donate five grand, uh, or five G's to rep- represent their nationwide five G network toward HBCU student initiatives. So <laughs> they're
0: getting forty grand, bro. If you win, you get forty grand. <laughs> Yo, if I punch somebody in the game right after All Star break, my fine is more than that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: If I criticize the ref after the game for being blind as fuck, which he normally is, I, I get yeah. fined most of the time more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. Yep.
0: 40K. and really? That's all y'all got? <laughs> Guys getting paid millions of dollars a year? I wonder why nobody cares.
1: And only five grand to the why the fuck? Initiative? Why the fuck
0: are they making more? Dude. This this should not this it should be ten K to the winner, forty K for the fucking charity.
1: Exactly. The That's what I'm saying. It That's the part that was crazy. Them. Yeah.
0: Priorities are all try. out of whack.
1: Yeah. I right. Oh here you go. Say goodbye to the Sprite Slam Dunk Contest. This is from twenty fifteen. Company deal will expire at the end of the 2015 season. So, since 2015, oh <laughs> uh, man, let's let's see, let's try to harken back to the last dunk contest uh, since 2015. The, la- the 2015 one was the Gordon versus um, Levine, was it not? I feel like it was. Sprite you guys are not slick man <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not slick 2015 was the Levine the Levine and Oladipo year 2016 was the Levine and Gordon year oh so
0: first and year they got blessed
1: and then after that it's been trash Glenn Robinson the third won the next year the Donovan Mitchell one was cool I liked what Hamidou Diallo did, but everyone else was trash. Derek Jones and Aaron Gordon. Thanks to D Wade. D Wade must have had an AT and deal. Anthony Simons.
0: Why you expose <laughs> my guy like that?
2: <laughs>
1: and then the Anthony Simons one was this. We already know that was whack. That was disgusting, actually. So something strange going on, man, with the dunk contests, but we'll be it. tuning in and if it's fire we'll say it's fire but
0: yeah did man i like... got no problem crediting those guys if they show out and turn up yeah i'd love to see it
1: did you like the you remember the one with that john wall won when they had like teams
0: yeah no
1: did you like that no because
0: one him. dunk was way more impactful yeah, because John Wall hit like the best dunk of the contest, and he won off that.
1: Right. You know, and I yeah. think he only did one dunk, right? For I think it was only dunks. one
0: or two dunks.
1: Yeah. Harrison Barnes, for some reason, got into it that year. Look at how look at how lopsided these these teams are. Harrison Barnes, Damian Lillard, and Ben Mclemore versus Paul George, Terrence Ross, and John Wall.
0: <laughs> that was the lo- the matchup oh my
2: god
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my and obviously god. Terrence Ross Paul George and John Wall all won their rounds So I'm shocked <laughs> remember Ben McElroy jumped over Shaq in the throne chair mm. and he had the little crown <laughs> that was trash all right, anyway, moving McElmore, on. McElmore
0: hasn't drove to the basket since.
1: <laughs> not at all. All corner threes since. All right. Trade deadline is coming up. We may or may not be podcasting the day of the trade deadline, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the possible trades or teams that need to be traded or any of that now. Last week, we touched on a lot of it. We touched on... Some of the guys that we're thinking about um, That we, we think may get moved uh, This time we're going to talk about some teams That we think may need to make moves So for you When I say that What team do you you think needs to make a move Do you first think about For contending Or making a move just to be good at all 'Cause like there's some teams that need to make a move just to be competitive yeah. in the first place.
0: I, I think um I think the initial priority is to like fill out the roster. Mm-hmm. Because Chicago's facing a lot of injury problems. Yeah. So to me, regardless of what situation Chicago was in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I I they're they're kind of in a like a must make a move situation. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know. What do you think about first, usually?
1: I, I thought first about teams that need to make a move to win a championship. I think because a lot of times the teams that don't, it's a little more unclear of how much making a move would help them. Like, for instance the Knicks or the Wizards. I, I'll just, I'll say the Kings. Cause the Kings are like the go-to team because they're like a gold mine of talent that for some reason, for no reason. Right. So yeah. I don't know what trading Fox and buddy healed for anybody really does to the Kings not immediately. Really. So it's hard for me to even gauge whether they really need to do it or not. Yeah. They probably need to do it eventually. But do they need to do it at this trade deadline? Probably not. It's because nothing was gonna change this season. They're still never still not gonna make the playoffs this season. You know? Yeah. Even if they took, <clears throat> you know, two all stars. So I went to I thought about the teams that I think need to make an immediate impact to get over the hump of being contenders to favorites, basically. You know? Yeah. Um, and I'll start with uh, the Utah Jazz. We talk about them, talk about them a lot. Probably more than like any other basketball podcast does. I would say we do. Um, for the last probably five weeks, I've been mentioning that I think Joe Ingles should be getting traded. Probably the last year. I've been mentioning (laughs) Joe Ingles needed to get traded. Sounds about right. And then here comes rumors that he was going to get traded right before he tears his ACL and is done for the season. So they waited and waited. And I'm not sure why the teams have to make the trades on the trade deadline. Like, I don't get why they have to wait till that day to make the trades. That's a good good point. So they could have been made the trade. I mean, it's clear... That they wanted something different. Um, what I read was that Harrison Barnes was going to be the one for Joe Ingles, which would have been absolutely perfect for the Jazz. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly what they That's needed. That's
0: all, all I need, really. I'm good.
1: <laughs> they would be set.
0: I'm good. If so, you're not good enough to, you know, at least be as good as the other contenders at that point, then yeah. we're, we're the ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, we're talking about a different issue. So, um, I think they have a lot of assets. I think they have... At this point, I think Jordan Clarkson is a viable trade asset. I think they can move on from him because he averages like a minus eight in the games. He doesn't really play well with the other starters. So, he he has to be a sixth man that is in there with really the complete bench. So, he's really not playing the six-man role no. because normally the six-man just fills in one spot from the starters. He has to be like in a five-out situation because most of the time guys are just standing watching him play one-on-one for the whole time. I think he's a good asset. I think Royce O'Neal is a great asset. I think Bogdanovich is a great asset, even though apparently they really like him, like they're not going to trade him. I think you can find a lot of guys that gives you what Bogdanovich gives you for a lower price and probably a more versatile option. Version. Yeah, yeah. Probably younger, more athletic, more versatile. I mean, I would take Korkmaz over him. Like right now, I've seen everything I've seen from Korkmaz, I think he gives me I just what too. Bogdanovich gives me. I would too. Um, so I think they need an efficient other scorer. They need a versatile. Front court player. Forward. Um, I think that, that takes them a very, very strong step forward from where they are. Which is a team that's kind of stagnant. Same spot every year. They miss. You know, Donovan goes out. They lose, what? They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. So, it's tough.
0: It's tough. Okay, I like that. I, I, that's a good team. I mean Utah. We talked about a lot. I think uh, a lot of the you know extended points that had to be made about them, we made them yep. in previous episodes. I just again, my thing is, I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Yeah. and in guy like versatile players, give you different options. Even even mm-hmm. guys that are you know in the end of the Rudy Gay. Yeah. He opened. He's made your bench more versatile just because he he he's a versatile player.
1: Yeah, I just, even the I, little bit that they played Pascal, he does that for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: all all those assets aren't really versatile.
2: Right,
0: that's that's has to change at some point.
2: Yeah,
0: I'll okay. give you a team that's a bit of a surprise because because Chicago's like a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really like a specific move. Right, Denver. I think could make a a specific move to really take a good step.
1: Mm, okay, okay.
0: Uh, first point, they did it last year with Aaron Gordon. Yes, um, and yep. he made them that much better.
1: And that was a gamble at the time because right people were thinking that Harris and Murray tandem was working.
0: Yeah, and and Harris is a tough guy. Like you know, he's he's a very likable player. Just Mm -hmm. as far as how the kind of role he fits, how he plays, so yeah, it it was a tough, tough gamble that really paid off for them. Yeah, but I think a lot of their first of all Barton, I've seen enough. (laughs) Yeah, I defended him for a long time, but like you don't (laughs) do anything consistently. Yeah, and and I'm tired of seeing you get the ball like you're fucking Jordan Clarkson, bro. Yeah. So so to yep. me to me Barton is the main asset because mm-hmm. I, I don't need your guards to get upgraded. I just need like a wing guard hybrid that gives you like defensive versatility.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Because you're yeah. so dependent on three guards. You know, again with Murray out, which is another like piece of the puzzle that could really make them great. Yeah. But you rely on Monty Morris, who's tiny, Austin mm-hmm. Rivers, who's tiny, mm-hmm. uh, and Compazzo, who's tiny,
1: and they got Forbes now, who's also who's tiny, tiny, yeah. <laughs> so lighting it up, but he's tiny.
0: To me, your versatility, who's who's given them the most contributions, obviously besides Jokic,
1: Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, yeah, and fucking Jeff Green, yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. When he, was when he comes back, you know he's gonna. He's
0: another piece of the puzzle to me. To me, I think this team could move itself to like really catch their health getting right at the perfect moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And with Jokic leading the show, I mean, there's no pressure on the other guys. To me, none of those other guys have to come back and be like exactly what they were. Right. So I I think their play style is good that. There's a lot of names that could fit in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I would like, I mean, you know, obviously this is just off the top. I don't think this could happen. But, like, Evan Fournier
2: mm-hmm.
0: is a guy who would fit right in, high IQ player. He's got good size. And he's explosive yep. enough to, to put up 30.
1: Yeah, and he's he's a guy that will take a game off from scoring to be a defender. Exactly. take a game off of defense to be an elite scorer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the the funny thing is that Harris, although they traded Harris and did upgrade, Harris would be someone that I
0: know they do need. They
1: still need him back. (laughs) Yeah, it's like if they could have found any other trade for Harris. Yeah, and Harris is a guy I think could help a lot of teams too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: It's it's just it has to be somebody with good size. Yes.
1: Because. You think about how big they could go. They could have Murray, Porter Jr., Gordon, Gordon, and Jokic, and anyone and else. Put another like forward.
0: wing. Yeah, I mean, dude. Speaking of getting guys back, if they could somehow get Jeremy Grant back, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: this team they would be unstoppable.
0: But yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously that would not, but that'd be just that would insane. Be
1: yeah. Yeah, it would. He he might. It wouldn't be the first time guys go back to their old teams, you know.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be like the most shocking thing ever, but I would be really surprised.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, mine is another team we talk about a lot, and it's a love hate situation. I feel like for both of us with this team and. One year they have... uh, They look like they're good. Next year they don't. And... Another team is packed with talent that... I think that... You know... They have these good spurts, but... Maybe like the talent has run its course as... A team together. Mm -hmm. And that's the Boston Celtics. And... uh, I think... They've went with this nucleus... For five years now I think four or five years now and I, I just think they've squeezed every bit of juice they could get out of it and it's at they're at the point where they need to make a drastic change another team that's packed full of assets they have Josh Richardson that they got and don't use I think I would, I would say that everybody is an asset other than Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart for me and Robert Williams. Everybody else, to me, is available on the block. Schroeder, they can't get any consistency out of him. Nobody can. He's not a starting point guard. They tried that. doesn't work. Horford, as good as he plays for them at times, Limited. it's just the team is just too young. Like He just looks like a, a cone out there like a you know traffic cone out there sometimes for them slow he doesn't get out to the outside well on offense no, he when guys are trying to drive he just seems in the way sometimes he, he um, had the
0: same problem in Philly by the way
1: he did yeah yeah and there's teams that play slow i mean i think he would he would be nice on denver at times i think he would help them he i mean there seems that Play a little bit slower game. Play a little more spread out game that he could contribute on. Boston is just a little too young. Um, I think at this point, it's I mean, it's just so obvious that they need a leader point guard, and I think it's ball to the wall this year and just trade for it. Just go for it, man, because I they really have nothing else to lose. They get to the same spot every year. They get to the you know second round, first round, and get bounced by a team that they look better than at sometimes. And Tatum has to get fifty points a game to try to keep them in the game in in these series. And whether it's his heroics or whether it's his play style that actually ends up making them lose, either way, is it's not working anymore. It's it's beyond. I think it's beyond repair. I'm not sure if a coach can do it at this point. And if he can, Yudoka needs help. He needs leadership help. He even said it. And I've said the quote on here before. He said that the team needs a leader to not get rattled when they face adversity. So if he's not doing it and he can't find anyone else on the team to do it, then they need to go get somebody to do it. Just honestly. They have a lot of young guys, young Minds, young IQs on the team That it's time I think they need to make a drastic move So I don't know any names off the top of my head Obviously there's a lot of point guards That are kind of in limbo right now Um, You know, talk about Fox All the time, Fox, Wall, Lillard Those guys are all in limbo Um, Ben Simmons is, is in limbo Obviously I think Brogdon would help them um, guys like that. So,
0: good, good names. Uh, to me, I've given up on Boston.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you.
0: I don't and, and, blame you. and you, the way you framed it just now, only reinforced why I gave up on Boston.
1: It's completely their, their core group:
0: Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown jason tatum just those Mm -hmm. three have been in the playoffs four or five years in a row yep what do do we need we need guys to settle people down under pressure
1: yeah they're huh they really only have like robert williams the only inexperienced player on the like entire in the rotation that they play like a lot
0: yeah, and his job is so simple that he could be elite regardless of the intensity or pressure of the game.
1: Exactly. I just
0: like you. So you, not about you, you just pressure. stated so many fucked up things that to yeah. me, no, no package, no fucking move doesn't fix any of it.
1: It may not fix it, but at least it's a step in a different direction than they're going.
0: But to me, at least it's a
1: step in any direction. They're not even in a direction. They're just, you know... But to me, I don't a...
0: want... Don't take... Like, at this point, it's too late. I don't want you to, to uh, work <laughs> you really hard. I don't want you to work really hard now to make a big move like you're like still trying to be a contender. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. The team yeah. is mediocre. Because Jason Tatum could be the best player on the floor, and then he could go... Nine points on two of fucking 18 shooting.
1: Mm-hmm. And can be okay with it. Right. That's the biggest problem. Right.
0: Take awful shots all game, ignore teammates all game, and we're moving on like it's a bad night at the office. More like <laughs> yeah. a selfish night at the office, but, you know. To to them, mm-hmm. apparently, it's a distinction without a difference. Yeah. Which, to me, that's that's my whole problem. There's no the culture is not there to influence Tatum to change the willingness to like call out Tatum or, or for that to have any kind of impact is not there because smart tried it didn't work.
1: Mm -hmm. And you,
0: you combine that with a first year coach who's over his head.
1: Let me, let me ask you this. Obviously this is not a trade that could possibly happen, but if they traded Tatum for, Lowry and Jimmy Butler. You don't think they're immediately contenders? Like they traded Tatum and You Smart couldn't have Lowry.
0: picked... You couldn't have picked, like, better leaders.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look, like if this. they could
0: get a top-tier leader, even a Conley, if they could get Mike yeah. Conley, yeah, then then I'll come on here and say, like, this is a great move. Even if this team doesn't improve or get better... This is like a culture adjusting move that they need to make.
1: Right, right.
0: When we're going out in free agency, like Schroeder's not who we're looking for.
1: (laughs) Especially after he's, you have him on like Dollar Tree discount status. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's like you lack leadership, and the guy who literally didn't lead for a single second all year last year, that's who you go to. Right. And they like and they yeah. lean on him when he shoots the ball well.
1: It's terrible. What are you doing? Yeah, and they had a leader that they didn't embrace, and then let's just that's let's what go I'm for saying. That's
0: that's another really big issue I have because we're talking about like oh you bring in good character guys the team goes in the right direction. Marcus Smart has been there for years. Yeah. He made an effort to fucking reach out to the team. The inconsistencies are the same as they've ever been. Yep. The selfishness yeah. is the same as it's ever been.
1: They just act like he was tripping. Like, oh, that's Marcus. He's wild. Yeah,
0: keep keep sitting at <laughs> 500. Yeah. Good luck stressing about the play as to who you get bounced out in the first round by.
2: Hawks
1: taking him out easy. First game. If they play the Hawks. The first game they had here. Alright, next team. Who you got?
0: Uh third team, right?
1: <clears throat> Second team.
0: No, I'm in Chicago, Denver.
1: Oh, you you said okay. I didn't know Chicago. Well, Chicago was is
0: people. like, yeah, I, I could probably give another one. Okay. Um I mean this is an obvious one, but Philly. Yeah. We can't we can't sit by and watch like how good this team can be. Yeah. If I'm in that organization and I'm seeing, yo, we lost Ben Simmons and we're just as good as we've ever been. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how, my, granted I haven't seen them enough to really deep dive why they've been winning lately, obviously besides Embiid being a machine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But to me, the experience is there.
2: Yeah,
1: it is.
0: Your coach is as good as you could find with even the flaws I've – with the problems I've had with him the last couple years. Yeah. Um, Again, guys, Doc Rivers' strength, role players know why they come into the game. Yep. That's why Korkmaz is getting better. That's why Tobias Harris finally belongs.
1: Diable Thiebel
0: comes in, gives them exactly what they need. Yeah. Who by the way, Tybe by the way is making a case for one of the best defenders in the league. Absolutely. And nobody really cares, which is frustrating, but it,
1: and he he immediately flipped what the Lakers did to Drummond. Drummond is getting like 26 rebounds off the bench in games. Yeah. Like Lakers can get him, they get 10 rebounds. I know. I know. 76ers he gets 20 rebounds basically anytime he gets a full 30 minutes on the floor. I know,
0: that's that's my thing. This team is as good as they're gonna get. Yeah, like this to so, me, the the same way they made the Tobias move, even though that didn't really you know work out as maybe as well as they would have liked.
2: Uh huh.
0: But still, uh, again, you you adjust, you add a little bit of versatility, you add, I mean, you know, maybe you make a splash even and add a Bradley Beal. You're right there. You're right there. You're just as good. Bradley Beal alone makes his team just as good as every other team in the East.
1: They they become the best team in the East. I know. They become the favorite. Yeah, if they only lose Simmons and get Bradley Beal, they're the best team in the East to me.
0: I mean, speaking of situations that can't happen, if some way, Lowry was a a way they could get him.
2: Yeah.
1: It's that easy. I... I... (sighs) I, mean, I, I like Maxi. I just don't see him as a championship point guard. But, I mean, if you have Beal, it don't matter. I know. To me, it doesn't matter. You have someone who's capable of leading the league and scoring on your team with a center that's capable of leading the league and everything. I mean, you know.
0: Honestly, we talked about this. I'm not sure if it was last episode or the week before, but I was a little more skeptical when we initially talked about it. But the more I think about it, the more I can't really see a, a issue with it, DeJounte Murray.
1: Yeah, it would be a lock for championships. He'd fit to, right
0: in. Again, this yeah. team plays. Their culture, their play style, even with Embiid dominating as much as he is, is is perfect. Yep. It's perfect. Early in the year, I did watch them a, a good amount early in the year when Embiid was out and the their lineups were in shambles. Yeah, yeah. This was never a bottom feeder team. This was Mm-mm. never like, oh, they got bombs, like free win today. Never. Mm. So yeah. the culture's there, the the roster's there, everything is set. Yeah. Now we just attack. I agree. Which there Philly has shown the willingness to do.
1: Yeah, and I I just hope um, is Maury up there right? now right, Daryl Mori? Yes. I hope he doesn't get so ambitious thinking we need we need someone that is gonna be like too much of a star, that it takes shots away from Curry and Embiid and Tobias Harris and Maxie. All it's sometimes it's dangerous making the additions without like subtraction, because there won't be any real subtraction right now. Because they're third bad. in the East. Yeah, right. So making some additions aren't always good additions. You know, I feel you. We've seen it a lot of times. Um, so it may it will be tough, but I hope mori doesn't try to really go crazy with the additions and lose a chance to get someone like Murray. That would be an easy transition into their roster. And
0: and what scares me. Because what did we just hear? That Sacramento said, like, all right, y'all are asking for too much. Yeah. It's not worth it. We're out.
1: Yeah. Too many picks. It was like Fox, Buddy, and a bunch of other picks. Like, you know. That, that
0: scares much. me because that is exactly how you miss out on DeJounte Murray. Yeah. So yep. hopefully that doesn't come back to bite
1: them. I mean, it's how you miss out on Fox. I mean, you don't need much more than Fox. I know. You really don't. I I mean, and I know Fox has had a rough year, but I I think a lot of the media guys underestimate how rough it is playing for a bad team. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that you're the number one trade asset on the team, it's tough, man. The
0: motivation, like, when you have nothing, like, really be motivated to play for or compete for... Yeah. That's that is demoralizing.
1: Fan base sucks. The city sucks. No offense to those people. Hey,
0: I, mean, I don't know about Sacramento. I'm not going to disrespect the city.
1: I mean, but I'm saying compared to the other NBA cities. <laughs> oh yeah, it's bottom five.
0: No, nobody coming <laughs> to Sacramento before L.A.
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. So it, it's tough. But yeah. You, Doing that, asking for too much, you miss out on Fox, you miss out on even just Buddy. Yeah. Buddy adding Fair Buddy time. to the roster would be fire. Huge. So it's just yeah. Him asking for too much could be a problem where they they lose a shot to get somebody that would really help Cause, them.
0: Because my thing is I just don't want to watch them whether they're good or not in the playoffs with this team, the yeah. shadow of would simmons make him better should he be out there is he what they're missing you know yeah. what i mean i don't want to watch that in the playoff. i don't want to hear that constantly in the playoffs
1: yep and I, and i think i may be in one of the minorities here i want to see simmons on another team i want to see simmons playing i know like there's a bunch of teams like man ben simmons on this team would be crazy like
0: he's a guy who should have taken an all-star spot from somebody Yeah. Middleton, see ya. Ben, get in there.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, if the Knicks want to make that move, I'd take Ben Simmons on the Knicks immediately. I don't care who else we have. Anyway. Uh, I'll take Ben, too.
0: Even if, I'm assuming, you know, Beal was going, so I'd take Ben for that. Yeah. Better than just Beal walking out the door in the summer.
1: Move Dinwiddie back to the bench. Or to the two. You trying to coach the Wizards next year. Oh man. It's rough. It's rough down there. Uh my last team. Um sometimes I think about it with this team. I don't know if they need to make a move or not. I think that last year really spoiled them to where we see so much promise. And they don't do anything, and now they're they fall way down, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. And another team we've talked about often, they have I think they have a great nucleus, a great system with Trey, John Collins, Capella, Okongwu, those young guys, Hunter. They have a great, great young court. Red Velvet. I mean, their young core is probably top.
0: Is that Kevin Huerter's nickname?
1: Yeah. Red Velvet. You didn't know that?
0: I didn't know that. No.
1: That's tight, right? That's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like him a lot. He's a good player.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I think their young talent is fantastic. I just think they made some really bad choices with, with the vets that they brought. Eddie Brody,
0: man, I've had um, I was very high on the Hawks coming into the season. Yeah, uh, I just I thought the blueprint was there. Yeah, the, the, the obviously the roster's there. Yep. You know what I'm seeing the, this team, and, and it's kind of makes me like it, it makes it hard for me to think what kind of move they could make to improve. Mm-hmm. I don't like their team chemistry. It's bad. It just looks bad. It looks their possessions die all the time. Yeah, uh, I- and it goes beyond Trey Young, who again Trey gets that luxury because he's a thirty ten machine.
1: Yeah, why the
0: fuck is Bogdanovich getting that luxury?
1: Exactly. Why and- the
0: fuck are these other guys getting freedom to just like? Kill plays.
1: Right. And their team another team with assets, I think Bogdanovich is still someone that some teams would want. I think he helps some some teams. Um, I think maybe he's victim of being on a bad team, getting too much freedom on a bad team, and then comes to a good team and kinda exercises the freedom that he shouldn't have anymore. Yeah. Uh, structure wise, I mean, you know. Um, I think Gallinari is the asset at this point to let go. I think uh, the Williams is obviously an asset.
0: I'd be willing to move Hunter if you know the right deal came along. The
1: right deal, I, yeah. If the right deal came along. I think Hunter's up there. I think Red Velvet Heritor is there too. I mean, if yeah, if the if the right deal, I think he's like a third, fourth piece that you throw in a really nice package for guys. Um, for me, I think they need another another efficient ball handling score. I think they need someone else that can create their own shot because part of the reason I think a lot of their plays do die is because if Trey doesn't create the shot for any of them, they just have to stand around and try to get a tough shot off. Especially yeah. Bogdanovich. Yeah. And he's someone who I mean he has a nice step back here and there. But he's not a one on one guy. He can't create a shot for anyone else, anybody else on the court. No. We see John Collins and Capella catch alley oops all day. I've never seen a Bogdanovich alley oop pass to either of them.
0: I've seen Huerta get lobs before Bogdanovich.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, I, I think that's something, a move they can make. I, I don't. I don't know if Dragic fits in with them, but he's someone I think I wouldn't mind at least trying to see how it looked. I think Trey needs some time off the ball sometimes as well. Not that not that I want him out of the play, but I think there needs to be times where Trey can pass, cut, and get open and get the ball back from someone who is a threat to go score. That That's something they don't have. I think... Um, I mean, Beal fits in with everybody. I think if they really went crazy and put a bunch of pieces together to try to get Beal, that would be something nice. I think... um,
0: What if I said Ben Simmons? How'd you feel about it? Ben... He he handles your... He takes Trey Young off the ball. Yeah. He upgrades defensively. Absolutely. So so now you get a little more breathing room for Trey Young's lacking.
1: But what position is Ben playing?
0: I'd give him. I'd give him what Bogdanovich does. Hmm. Okay. I'd literally you take his starting spot. You you seek to make plays the same way, the same way Bogdanovich Hmm. does. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Just
0: obviously, I know you're not going to force dumb shit. Yeah. As far as shots go.
1: I think the only issue with that is it, you can help off in, for Trey. I think that it it squeezes the floor in a little bit for Trey. And I, I don't know if that would make them... I mean, because even though Ben's going to come back, even with all the scrutiny, he's still not going to be a three-point shooter. No.
0: I, I, and the thing <laughs> is... That, I can't (laughs) expect that at this point.
1: Yeah, so either Trey is gonna open it up for him, but will he? Will he be enough of a threat for Trey to still get to the basket? How he does or get the same shots that he does? I'm not sure. Uh, It's. But I'd be open to it. I'd be open to. That's something I would definitely try if I'm them.
0: Yeah, the the reason I try it is because. This roster is way too fucking good to be like 10th in the East.
1: It is, absolutely.
0: I mean... You're right. Th- that to me is what, like, why they, they need to be sitting there like, like, we're, we're losing our championship window already. We can't afford to, dis- like, already perform under our expectations. Right. And a good thing for them is their roster gives them so much flexibility. They have so many packages they can make. Uh, yeah. so many like detailed kind of trades they can make.
1: Yeah. If they, if they made some kind of move to get, um, like if they got Buddy healed and Harrison Barnes for Gallinari and Bogdanovich since sent uh, Bogdanovich back to the Kings. I mean, I think that would be a great move for them. I th- they just need someone else who can be a threat without Trey having the ball. And I think Oladipo would have been really nice for them if he ever plays again. I think he's someone that would have been nice. Someone who could bring the ball up court pass it to Trey, get it back he he cuts well if he's open he hits that three He can, he's someone who can uh, in a breakdown he can take anybody one on one somebody like that I think would be really nice as a sidekick to Trey he needs a real sidekick he does. And John Collins I understand he's kind of having issues with the chemistry and with his contract and everything. I just think it's hard for him to get looks when he's forced to really just be a garbage guy because everyone on the team just jacks up shots other than Trey. That's why
0: they're almost at the point where I want the problems Ben Simmons gives. I wish they had more of that.
1: Right. Yeah, you're right. More Everybody besides movement.
0: Collins think they're a floor spacer. Right.
1: Yo, I yeah, don't need, right. out
0: of my 11 rotational players, I don't need 10 of them to be chucking the fucking threes anytime they're open.
2: Yeah. I you're see right. enough of that right.
0: shit with Dallas and the fucking Lakers. Like, it's not good basketball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you're inconsistent defensively, your stars are at times playing inconsistent or you're top players Mm -hmm. you can't you can't afford not to with a roster that talented you can't afford not to be able to move the ball right and to me this team should be dominating 48 minute game let's say trey young plays 30 to 35 minutes
2: Mm -hmm.
0: the the other 18 15 18 minutes this team should be dominating yeah and they don't they're average with right. Trey Young, they're average without him, while having the best ros you know, a bet, the better roster almost every night. Yep.
2: yeah.
1: I'll I'll tell you who another person another piece would be perfect for them would be Brogdon.
0: Yes. If you could
1: if you could yes. trade Bogdanovich and Galinari for Brogdon, their their starting five is top five in the East. Yeah. It, Trey, Brogdon, Hunter. If Brogdon Collins, if nobody comes
0: to get Brogdon I, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like somebody gave an excessive trade package to get him.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so
0: I, I, I think I think he fits. Atlanta is exactly he's exactly the guy Atlanta needs.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he, exactly he, the guy everything. Philly needs. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he he helps a lot of teams, uh, and that's one I definitely think they could make that move, and it would be, it would change a lot for them. I think Fournier would have been nice for them. He's someone that, you know, Fournier doesn't take a lot of bad shots. I
2: know
1: he either has it or he doesn't, and he knows when he doesn't have it. And he takes the night off sometimes, for better or for worse. But he's an upgrade from Bogdanovich at this point. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think Derek White is another one. I don't know what the Spurs are trying to do with their roster anymore. Uh, if Derek White was available, I think he's someone that would help. That would be nice for them too.
0: I mean, I hope uh, all the teams we named. Keldon Johnson would be a huge help. Yeah, he would.
1: Yep, because he. I don't, I don't even know what position he plays, but he's good at it. I know. <laughs> Whatever like position he's in, he's forward,
0: good at it. Yeah. Something in the middle.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. <laughs>
0: I'll give you three teams that, to me, don't shouldn't make a trade or do anything.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Miami, yeah, you're, you're too not. deep. You're literally – you can miss your starter. Like, you're the entirety of your starting lineup and be completely fine.
1: If anything, they, they should cut some guys.
2: I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. But
0: that's a good problem to have, especially for them. So, to yeah, me, Miami – and and they do this. Miami's was often done this where they'll have a good team and they'll like really shake it up or try to upgrade even more. Mhm. Uh and to me this I would I would hang out this year because I think the biggest thing is going to be depth in especially in the early rounds of the playoffs.
1: Right. I agree. Uh
0: the other team is the Nets in the East. Okay. You've been awful. I didn't know. I didn't know they were two and twelve in their last fourteen games. Yeah, I didn't know. Since Kyrie
1: has come back, they've lost like seven straight. I think (laughs) six straight.
0: I wonder. I wonder if there's a correlation there. (laughs) I wonder. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, They act like, oh, Durant's not playing, but we still have two Hall of Famers playing still. Yeah, good
0: shit. Harden four points another night. <laughs> Star player, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Seriously, though, there there is no roster adjustment that this team improves with. I agree. Nothing like yeah, maybe you upgrade certain positions, but the way you play, I don't trust that position to be allowed to have enough impact.
1: They're another team that can go ahead and cut guys. Yes. They might as well cut Blake, in my opinion. Yes, might as well, obviously, they, if they haven't already cut Millsap, they should cut Millsap and just go with what everybody else they got. The young guys that just come in and just do whatever they ask them to do. Because the other guys, I mean, Aldridge plays well for them, but he can have 25, and I don't notice that they needed any a single point of it
0: i'm gonna be honest the more i see this team the more they look primed for a first round exit to me yeah me if too. they get a bad matchup where durant has to work on defense all series yeah it's over
1: which is looking like every matchup in the east
0: every matchup hell <laughs> if detroit could win games you'd have to play defense
1: yeah if the knicks could win games you'd have he'd have to play defense wizards, wizards kuzma has, has been their defense.
0: best player like it... yeah yeah. All over the uh, East, you get you got matchups you got to deal with.
2: Look, look
1: at the playing game in the East. The playing tournament is going to be Atlanta, Boston, Toronto, and Charlotte. Like those are all good teams that can get two games out of everybody in the top six.
0: That's right. I did forget the Wizards have slipped out of the playing.
1: Yeah, they slipped out. Yeah, be nice if they got Toronto's spot because I think Toronto will probably gets swept. In the first round, but I think the Wizards, Hawks, Celtics, and Hornets are all really good, tough first-round teams.
0: I can tell I you right now, the run. Wizards won't be there. <laughs> I don't know what which other team won't be there. I think you named five or six. Uh, yeah. But the Wizards will definitely be one of the teams that's not there. <laughs> There's no doubt in my we
1: mind. We never know, man. Never know. <clears throat> okay. And oh, the third team, team is uh,
0: similar to Brooklyn, the Lakers. No. Really? No, you don't. I know, I know. Buddy Heal, Jeremy Grant, all these, yeah. like, Bradley Beal, Darren, all these fucking <laughs> names that they think will save them.
1: They won't. They won't right. at all. <laughs> in my opinion, if, they, if anyone else is even in the conversation for a trade, that doesn't involve Westbrook in the trade they shouldn't do it
0: yeah if you're not Russ is if that's the first step yeah. if you're not willing to take the first step, stop walking
1: yep you're right exactly because no one else has any value to in a trade I mean to me to, me, to me
0: all the guys I named to me buddy Heald, you you ruin his career putting him on that roster right now
1: complete waste.
0: Jeremy Grant would, for the first time in his career, look like a bad fit,
1: complete waste,
0: so yeah. to me, you know you live with what you have at this point. <laughs> That's why the Lakers in brooklyn to me you you reap what you sow, as they say.
1: sometimes I look at the Lakers roster. I just don't understand why they have a full roster of like all the exact same guy. <laughs> like it's, it's just it's so crazy. Like they're not the exact same guy, but the like the difference is so minimal between Stanley Johnson, Avery Bradley, um, Kent Bazemore,
0: Trevor Ariza,
1: Trevor Ariza, and Wayne Ellington. Like they all do the exact same three and D stuff. You know
0: what's funny? Like, what's the funniest part about it is. The guy you traded to get Russ, KCP, is better than all those guys at that.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, and none of them are elite at 3 or D. I know. Like, none of them are good, oh. really good at either one. They just are forced... In, like, Bazemore is truly just forced into 3 and D because everything else he does is a disaster. And I like Bazemore, but... Gotta be honest. I think... <laughs> What happened to Kendrick Nunn? Is he hurt? Or Yeah,
0: I don't fucking... He's got, like, a permanent injury, I feel like.
1: Because
0: oh. he's been hurt to start the year, and he's never come off the fucking injured reserve, I don't think. Yeah. And again, like, why is this team waiting for him to come back?
1: It says he played in October of 2021 and hasn't played since then, so... Yeah. I'd, he suffered a setback on his knee. Yeah. I don't know. Strange.
0: I mean that's tough. Again, I, it sucks for him, but like it, it just shows how awful you are if Kendrick Nunn is coming to save your rotation.
1: <laughs> He's a throwaway player for the heat for the team that you face in the finals. He's a throwaway. Them so you pick him up and he's your your savior. If anything,
0: your... if you if you're really serious that he's your savior, that means you're seeing that Russ is, is a big problem.
2: Yeah, because ain't no fucking
0: it. way. If if they're playing none and Russ at the same time, don't ask yeah. me to watch that nonsense. Yeah, and I love the game. I've watched a lot of stupid shit as far as basketball goes. <laughs>
1: It amazes me how little Russ and Anthony Davis work, like, at all. That blows my mind so often. Russ made um, Steven Adams, like, an all-star caliber center. I know. And can't make Anthony Davis look like he deserves to be on a roster.
0: You know why? It's because Steven Adams didn't touch the ball unless it was to finish.
1: That's true.
0: All the concerns, and I think... A lot of the concerns we had to, to going into the year with like who would sacrifice, how it would look. Mm-hmm. I underestimated AD's and Russ's stubbornness.
1: I agree, and and part of that to me is it's not even just stubbornness. Is you can be too excited to play with somebody, like you could think, oh.
0: Uh, that's not the problem here If that's what you're, that's where you're leaning
1: No 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 I'm not saying it's the problem here But I guess what I'm saying is These guys think That oh I'm good He's good We're just gonna be good It kind of reminds me of like I know this is a slightly different situation But when Nash and Dwight came to the Lakers And we we're like Oh Dwight is Dwight he's a beast Oh Nash is Top 5 point guards ever. Then with Kobe. Oh this is easy pickings. And, like, and
0: Ron Artest. Who was still a top tier 3. And D guy
1: at this point. Absolutely. And they just came off of championships. Two championships. Basically you know. <sighs> but the thing is. All those people can't all do. Just everything that they do. All at the same time. And I feel like. It's a situation where you Carmelo, LeBron, Anthony Davis And the Westbrook think, Oh we're all fire Once we get on the same team We're just all gonna You know Be fire together But yeah. We can't all Do everything that we do All at the same time Westbrook can't get 15 rebounds With Anthony Davis getting 15 rebounds With LeBron getting 10 rebounds You know It doesn't And that's just rebounds It doesn't work that way You know yeah.
0: I just—it bothers me that none of them have sacrificed at all. At all, and it's like, like, what do you, what did you think would happen? LeBron especially should know better.
2: Yeah,
0: we know Russ is an he, idiot. AD's a loser. So, like, yeah. LeBron is, is who I'm, I'm looking at to be like, to, why this is such a mess, and LeBron has allowed it to be a mess as bad as it has been.
2: Yeah,
0: that—that's the disappointment to me more than anything.
1: And LeBron is surrounded by, I want to say like, I'd say about eight guys who, if they play good, they're completely satisfied with the game. If they lost by 30 and they had a great stat night, they're satisfied.
0: 100%.
1: I'll, I'll even name them. Anthony Davis, obviously. Westbrook, obviously. Carmelo, obviously. I'd say Dwight, obviously, Avery Bradley, obviously, Kent Bazemore, obviously, Ariza. Malik I'd, Monk,
0: I'd, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'll throw Malik Monk in there, but Malik Monk's is for a different reason. It's not because he doesn't care about the team, it's because he's kind of like more up and coming than those people. Yeah, and he doesn't he get to, to get come his. up.
0: He deserves a come up and he's not fucking getting it.
2: Right. Or at least Malik a chance
0: to
1: come up a lot of the teams we named really Yeah, yeah, too. if they're willing to age. trust him. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Give give me a good team for Dragic. Real, real quick. Last thing for me. Where do you think Dragic fits in? Mm. the Dragon. I think it, I think Atlanta would be interesting if they
2: let go of the Yeah, Golden, uh, I'm trying
0: to think I'm trying to think about some of the teams we haven't talked about as much. Um, even
1: ones that we have. Get, just give me who you think he would fit in with.
0: Uh, Philly, obviously, is a good fit. Okay. Uh, Philly, he doesn't give them like the, the explosive starter I'm looking for, but he makes their, their already reliable bench even better.
1: Yeah, he'd be a great six-man for them.
0: I know. And he's such a like inside-out guy very physical he, he fits in their culture really well too yeah Um. obviously we talked about this before Dallas is a good one yep and you know what Uh.
1: round out team Slovenia down there
0: right but you know what a team that we're looking at past playoff failures and acknowledging that they need this the Clippers
1: mm, I knew you were going there yeah you're right
0: Reggie Jackson is right. not controlling seven-game series. Maybe no. against Utah, you know, he can get going and Terrence Mann gets going because he got a fucking cone on him. Yeah. But I need I need a reliable presence that I know what I'm getting from. Or I know what I'm getting from him.
1: Yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. And they're for such sure.
0: a good – again, their culture – Ty Lue's got this team trending in – the, the right direction. Yeah, he does. And, and Dragic has been a guy who's looking for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are, I think those are all good picks. Good picks. I think, I, I don't know what, what Portland is doing, but I, I think he would be a nice six-man for Portland as well. I think they need someone like him, but I don't... It's hard to tell because I really don't know what they're doing at all,
2: to be honest. Yeah,
0: the same energy I had for Boston is the same yeah. here, and it's even worse here.
1: Yeah, we didn't even mention Portland at all today. Why would we? G- give me a, a team you think Will Barton fits on, just for just for fun. Mm, interesting. Fuck, I should
0: have thought of this. That's a good question. You
1: think he helps Atlanta?
0: No. No. No no no. He's exactly who Atlanta should stay away from.
1: He's a mid range Bogdanovich.
0: No, he's like he is Bogdanovich, but it's it's like better and worse at the same time.
1: I think he'd be good off the bench for them. Just not as a starter.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not a starter, but
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think he'd be a good fit on Toronto, to be honest.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Toronto
0: needs like the the random, exciting, like unpredictable kind of players.
1: Yeah, the spontaneous kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like
0: Ananobi. That I know exactly what Ananobi's doing every night. I know exactly what Scotty Barnes, what Siakam, even Van Fleet. I, I got a pretty good idea what he's doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah, that would be nice. Him there. I need. Yeah, I need right.
0: somebody just wild just do some crazy shit
1: yeah I like that I like that move um I think that is it as far as guys we touched on that curious to see where they go I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Jackson Hayes regardless of the off the court drama he's been eating on the court like he's been terrorizing teams um and I think he's been someone that they've been really waiting to blossom. And part of it is because, like, Van Gundy is like a, a giant shade for anyone that's actually trying to blossom most of the time. Uh, who's coaching them now?
0: Willie Green, I believe.
1: Yeah, Willie Green, okay. Yeah, I like I like what he's doing with that roster even though it's limited at the moment. I like what he's doing. I there. will
0: say two coaches that I I thought I was disgusted with early in the year, he's one of them who's done a uh-huh. much better who team has like slowly come along.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. and and Silas has done the same thing with Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has.
0: Houston is a lot more a lot more of like a competitive team. A lot, they're taking games a lot more seriously. They're playing together a lot better. Same thing with the Pelicans.
1: Houston is like the team in AAU that you have to like check the roster to make sure that you're in like the right age bracket. Like you remember like those teams that you were in.
0: I hated that shit.
1: Like let's say you're in eighth grade, but you look over and the whole team looks like a bunch of seniors in yes, high school. Yes, dude. They're doing uh. all these crazy dunks and alley oops and all these moves, and they're pressing the whole game. That's what. That's kind of how they play. They play with that kind of energy. I like how Porter, um, Kenya Martin Jr., Jalen Green, and uh, well, they have somebody else, Josh Christopher, Tate, and christian wood go out there as like they go out there really hungry to make highlights like they you know they get steals and they go right for the spectacular dunks every time you know i I like that i like that energy even if it loses games i like how hard they compete for sure kevin porter goes out there and is whispering in steph's ear and gets scorched but we we want that we want that energy we want the confidence yeah so
0: I want I like that it. hunger that this season was a total disaster and mm-hmm. the team easily could have gave up been a like a top lottery team c- continued to lose you know mm-hmm. who's the t- who was it Orlando that got like nine wins
1: uh yeah
0: it's easy to keep losing in the league. Yep. Uh, but to to overcome that and start winning games, start building a culture, I like it.
1: Yeah, Rockets have won fifteen games. Orlando has twelve. Detroit has twelve. Rockets and Thunder at fifteen and sixteen.
0: Pelicans, by the way, have how many? A little bit more, I think.
1: Nineteen. They're a game out of the playing. That's huge to me. A game and a half. That's huge. Yeah. It is. It is.
0: They have 19. Bro, what the fuck is going on in the West for a 19 win team to have a chance at the play in?
1: They're 11th.
0: Oh, uh, okay. It's close at the bottom or the middle. The part. bottom part
1: of the play in, yeah. Uh, Spurs are 12th, just a half a game behind them. So yeah. the Spurs could be in the play in by the time the season's over. Uh, so
0: but we'll see we'll we be back see. right around the trade deadline Have uh, obviously react to, to some of the things going on
1: yep and preview the Super Bowl of course yes
0: talk about these conference championship games
1: yeah yep um let's see is there anything else at all I do not think so man I feel like there is though no I don't think so okay okay uh, thanks for listening Please subscribe Share Follow us Link in the bio on Instagram No clue podcast That's us um, Notifications on All that good stuff uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time